0: welcome to the Child Whisperer podcast. I'm your host Carol Tuttle, author of the book The Child Whisperer. If you want to raise happy, successful, and cooperative children you are in the right place. So thank you for joining me today whether you're listening live or to the recording. The phone lines are open and I look forward to supporting you with your parenting goals. So I'd love to hear from you today. You can call in at 347-677-1963. I'm really I love to share success stories because I love to support you by examples of people applying the methods they use that they learn in the book, my book, The Child Whisperer, when they understand their child's nature from the four types of children. And in my pre in my relaunch show when I came back on the air a couple weeks ago with my live shows, we did a giveaway and I had the opportunity to select a. Question from the many email questions that came in from a mom that had conflict um with her type one son that he was not committed to doing his homework that they struggled on a consistent basis with his motivation to do his homework, and so I gave her some feedback on that. You can listen to that podcast, and this is what she writes in. Beth writes, Hi, Carol, Thank you for the advice you gave me for helping my type 1 son, to be motivated to complete his schoolwork. I asked, him what he, I asked him what would motivate him, and we agreed that he could receive something at the end of the week. He was thrilled and knew he could complete his homework for the week. If he had something to look forward to, I checked in with him each day as he came closer and closer to his goal. He was able to see that this is something he is completely, completely capable of doing when previously he doubted his own abilities. By the end of the week, he was beaming. I asked him how he felt, and he talked of being proud of himself. Thanks again. But thank you so much for sharing that success story. Uh, I love to hear from parents and what's working to inspire other parents to make the changes that will support both themselves and their kids. So today's topic is managing meltdowns for every type of child. And I had several questions come in about uh, parents from moms who are dealing with these emotional meltdowns with their kids and they're worn out and they're a little frustrated and they want some help with this. So my first question I want to address came from a mom with a six-year-old type four. She says, my type four six-year-old, she has meltdowns like no other. It is like walking on eggshells to make sure she does not have a meltdown. As a toddler, she would bang her head during a meltdown. She stopped doing this at four years old. However, now it has come to screaming bloody murder murder, as if she has had the most horrific injury inflicted and it usually is over something like a sister taking a toy or not getting her way. When she melts down this way, I send her to her room, let her scream for ten or fifteen minutes, and then go hug it out. She does not allow me to talk it out or she does not allow me to talk it out or the meltdown starts again. How do I help her deal with situations better without the world collapsing around her? I'm a type two mom. Well the first thing I want to point out that you are from your the way you wrote this, this has been a pattern for numerous years. From a toddler uh, banging her head to when she was four, that shifted into more what you're seeing now. So you figure you've been dealing with this pattern for about four years, three to four years. So it's important for parents when they are wanting to change, influence a change in their child's behavior, to look at is this a long-term behavior that's now created a pattern or is this something that's presenting um more immediately in a short term. So in your case this has been happening for a lot of years. And when she started it when she was 2, she didn't have any cognitive ability to speak to you in a reasonable way to be able to engage you and you or you engaging her in working something out. So she learned that this behavior is necessary to try and get a need met. When she started it when she was two, she was trying to get a certain need met. You didn't understand her type four nature at age two. One of the essential needs for a type four is respect and to be treated as an authority in their world. Now, you might think, well, how do you do that with a two-year-old? I do have ideas for you in my book. So you want to make sure you read the type four section. But that's an essential understanding for a parent for you to engage your child to be cooperative. So she's not getting a need met at age two. She doesn't know what the need is. You didn't know. But she learned when the stress presented, when she got frustrated, this was her go-to behavior as a signal to say, I'm Stress, you're not meeting my needs. Now, you must have probably responded to it like it was misbehaving rather than there's a need that we need. What do we need? To, what's the message here? What is she trying to tell us? So she, when she grew into more verbal, she stopped needing to bang her head. So now the stress still comes up. She gets triggered. And this is her stress response to the stress, which is, and she's never learned to speak what's the issue. You've never engaged. You're treating the issue to be her meltdown. That's a response to a stress for a need not getting met. So your job is to track it back to what need is not getting met. Now, when you give the example of a toy, her sister taking a toy, Type for children, and I teach this in the Child Whisper. Need to know there's certain things they own nobody touches. It's their domain, their stuff. Leave it alone. I have a type for grandson, and his mother understands this about him. And he has a collection of items he keeps in a box under his bed, and it's his. Nobody takes it takes it out. It, uh, no one has access to it. He may even have a lock on it. That uh, it's his private belongings that he can have as his personal space and his authority over. Yeah, you know, there's other things that he shares, but there's a designated amount of things that support him in developing in that preference in a healthy way. So does this little girl have sense of authority appropriate for a six-year-old? What I'm picking up on is she does not. And she's not invited to participate in making decisions. Even in this case, you've decided for her, she's going to go to her room, scream for 10 or 15 minutes, and then you think hugging is going to resolve it. You're a type two, so maybe hugging would be beneficial to you. But quite possibly, the hug is not that valuable to her. Uh, Trying... Inviting her to share what she wants, what, uh, what would be supportive to her. And you can do that with a six-year-old type four child. Uh, why are you unhappy? What's making you so mad? Why are you feeling so frustrated that you scream for 10 to 15 minutes? I'm concerned as your mom. What, uh, what would support you? You know, find out. Engage this child. So again, the key thing here, you're treating the banging the head, which turned into the meltdown, screaming for 10 or 15 minutes is the problem that needs to be fixed. That's a response to an unmet need that she gets triggered. That's her go-to um, emotional expression To because she's upset, she's angry because something's not happening that's honoring her in her little six-year-old world. So you gotta track it back to that and find out what do we need to do different as her parents to support her. So there's no frustration comes. She's not triggered. And again, because you treated it as you weren't clued into that when they were two, this is just continued. So let me know how that goes. Um I want to go to the phone lines now. And we've got Colleen Ann, um, Heather, who's a type 3 mom. I'm going to bring on the air here. Hi, Heather. You're on the air.
1: Hi. How are you doing? I've been waiting months for this to come back on so that I could call you. (laughs) (laughs) My questions all came up at the beginning of summer, and then it was of no use to call. (laughs) I
0: know. I Um, I took a little break. um,
1: Sorry. I was just calling because i i'm a very i feel like a very intense type three and I have so much I want to get done in life uh mostly right now around my home and managing the home and everything but I am pretty positive my son is a type three also um and we both i think have a secondary cue 'cause i I can see bits of that um in him also but i I don't want I feel nervous about not managing my schedule so that I'm just getting stuff done versus trying to meet his needs but I'm not I haven't fully figured out how to best honor him but also get stuff done myself cuz he's just very in, a very pushy kind of person he likes to be on his own and independent and just getting around the house doing things Um, which I let him do frequently, but I also, as soon as I go to do something else, he wants to be with me and doing whatever I'm doing, but he can't do whatever I'm doing. So he's
0: nine nine months old? Yeah. And so is he crawling?
1: Yes, and almost walking, actually. (laughs) Okay. he thinks he can.
0: So (laughs) do you have any child care support or any assistance, or you are full-time? caregiver I'm
1: I'm full-time mom full-time here at home which I felt good about and it's it's a something I felt good about because my husband and I both decided this and we I felt good about it So you offered to let me keep working because he knows that that's what I also enjoy but I didn't want to do that because I felt like it'd be best for me to be at home you know my our parents both or our moms raised us at home and based on my religious
0: values. Yeah, I mean, value. you yeah, but you're operating on a cultural standard, not what's best for you. Because consider the possibility you being right. a mom 24-7 without any um, outlets isn't best for you or your child. I have a video yeah, I I'm, produced a couple of years back on the Carol blog with a type 3 mom, um, um, Lindsay Joe, who was dealing with the same sort of guilt. You know, I, you know, get, I don't want to, you know, but I'm a bad mom if I don't want to be home all the time with my child. So that's a good video to um, access. I can't remember what we called it, but it's all about this issue with a type three mother having this frustration and then thinking, but a good mother does this, you know, a good mother stays home with her kids. A good mother. And I, And so you've got to look at your own, you know, how much of this is a cultural and a family value you feel obligated to meet or your personal inspiration and own communication with God to say, what's best for our family? And you sound like you have a supportive husband that would say, hey, you know, maybe a part time. Yeah, I don't know how much you'd want to work at this point, even having a Child care option to allow you some space in your home is a reasonable choice. You just got to I, I do. A I let much. that
1: guilt that get up. to me frequently because I, I feel like that's where I think I've felt overwhelmed recently or over the last few months. It's, it seems to kind of be building up that I almost feel like my type 2-ness and emotional side and sensitive side are being overwhelmed and almost taking over because I'm so guilty about everybody else's emotions around me and I know a lot of that has to do with things from my childhood I grew up with a mom who was depressed and I was the oldest of 10 kids and I was the one who just kind of took control and I couldn't be sad because I needed to be happy and just needed to take care of everybody because that's what you do in a family you take care of each other and that's my job and so now well I want like um, I can
0: I, I want to help you see what you're saying is what you're now recreating in your own family system. Everything, I want you to listen to this show again, and everything you just described is the script you're operating from. That this is what you do. Family life is not a happy thing. You just, you do it in an oppressed state. You do what you have to do. You do it feeling guilty. And you've recreated that in your own family system now. So you have an old script you're operating by. I encourage you to read Remembering Wholeness. That's going to help you, if you've not read that yet, help you see how you have now recreated in every way the space of your original family. And you're now the um, playing out that and feeling frustration and anger over it because you don't want to live that way. And so you're getting co-conscious with it, which is good that you're able to start observing this and going, wow, here I'm back how I felt when I was 10. I felt this way when I was 15. All I did was want to get out of here. And so you're going to have that come up for you too. As you recreate this scenario, you'll also feel this overwhelming feeling of I don't want to be here. It's too stifling. It's too, there's no joy. And so take a look at that. I really invite you to listen to the recording and hear everything you said because that's exactly what you talked about in your childhood and what you experienced. You are now reliving and you have the power to change that and clear that. And remembering wholeness is the best resource I can offer you to... um, make that shift. Let me I'm gonna to go to my next caller who is Kelly is on the air. Hi Kelly. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How Hello? are you? You're good. How can I help you today?
2: Um I'm calling in um I have a type three child and as far as managing meltdowns um we've been having some issues within like the past month since he started kindergarten. I've seen um, just a pretty drastic change in him as far as, uh, you know, he's become very aggressive, he's become very negative, he almost has a short fuse. Um, It's just like I've seen an absolute change in him, and it's made me so I am... uh, uh, you know, have ill feelings towards school, you know, I feel like every time I have to send him to school, I'm a bad mom because i've I've almost blamed these uh, uh feelings that he's having these outbursts on him going to school and so
0: okay that's yeah, we I'm do asking. have a um we do have a uh dynamic in our energy, our own subtle energy system. I noticed my oldest. My youngest son, when he was in grade school, he would come home and have a tendency, a pattern was developing when he was little, around six, seven years old, that he would have these outbursts when he'd get home. He, he would just, yeah, have these meltdowns. And what came to me at the time, and I didn't understand energy profiling at the time, this is 20 years ago, this young man's about to turn 27. But I under, was starting to really learn about energy and the subtle energy system and that we can take on the energy of other people and that we can kind of be like this magnet for collecting these energies. And I realized, oh, my! I really think my son is sort of coming home and that's the way he's releasing this energy that builds up in the school day, that he's not... Um, his own subtle energy system wasn't strong enough to be intact in his own space, that he was vulnerable to the energy of others. And that was partly because um, I'm sure of my situation at the time, he had been influenced by my emotional ups and downs to be vulnerable to other people's energy. That um, I my inspiration was he, he support to strengthen his energy system so he's not taking on other energy. So we did two things. Before he went to school, there's a process called the zip up. You have a central meridian that runs from the groin area to the bottom lip. That's your one of the strongest meridians that affects a healthy energetic space. And if you pretend you have a zipper and zip up this energy two, three, probably three, four times you just pass your hand up. You can even do it in your mind to his central meridian. You can teach him to do it. Zip up your energy. Um, you can do it to him. And then when he came comes home from school, I started to do what's called a spinal flush. You have a governing meridian on the backside that runs. Actually, it runs all the way from the top of your lip over the um, center of your face, over the crown of your head, all the way down to your tailbone. And if you pretend that you're, you know how you swipe a credit card through a machine, where you take your fingers and you just swipe all the way from where the neck meets the head, the top of the spinal column, all the way off the tailbone. Make sure you get all the way to the bottom of the tailbone three, four, five times. That's a cleanser that will clean off this built-up energy, and then his energy will learn on its own to hold its own, to not to be vulnerable to the energy of other kids and and the people around him as you practice these things. I've taught it to a lot of parents. It's really supportive when kids are in school environments to do the zip-up in the morning, the spinal flush when they get home from school. You can even, if you're getting upset as a parent, you can ask one of your kids to give you a spinal flush and it will help. Cleanse off that um, energy and help you get grounded and balanced again so you can operate more from a place of um, being balanced energetically rather than charged up, rather than emotionally charged. So give that a try. I'd love to hear from you about how that's working. You can even write into parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Let me know how these tips are helping you. It's great to report back and share the success stories. My next mom, Suzanne, is on the line.
3: Hi, Carol. Thanks for taking my call. Hi, how are you? Um, so I'm a type 2 mom. Um, I have a type 1 daughter who's 11 years old. She's in the 7th grade. And she has a group of friends that, from my perception, seem to have a very type 1, light, fun kind of energy. And she has another friend that is part of that group who Lately, according to what I'm being told, has become very annoying, very down, um, and and the, her friends don't like her. So I'm really struggling. They want to, quote, unquote, dump her. And I know that this is a, a middle school type behavior for girls. It makes me very uncomfortable. But I'm trying to help her navigate this honoring her type 1 energy. And you know, she listens to me, pats me on the arm and says, Okay, thanks, Mom, but I don't really think she's taking it to heart. So I don't think I'm connecting with her on that. And I was wondering if you had any suggestions.
0: Um, so there's a friend in the mix that is stirring things up, like causing
3: Exactly. Issues yep, yep. This
0: group Pushing of friends. Pushing buttons. <laughs> yeah you type. Do you know what type the friend is?
3: I thought this friend was a type one initially, but I have to say I'm I'm not that confident in my typing skills, so I could be wrong in that. Um, but when I knew her several years ago, she did seem to have that kind of fun type one energy, and just lately, you know, in these middle school years, has become very. Um, well, like I said, she just likes to push people's buttons and really get on their nerves and aggravate
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell Like kids that hit that point and their parents don't understand them, they've kind of put a label on them. So consider the possibility that she's an irritant, seen as an irritant in her own home, she's recreating that in whatever space she's in. Because that's what we do. We recreate whatever we learn in our family environment. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not something you the children can take upon themselves to resolve you know what i'm saying that it's okay to have healthy boundaries if people are being disruptive but to do it in a way that maybe i mean these are young they're not that mature you know they're still maturing so um so i see i wouldn't necessarily be a if this if she's causing distress I think that's respectable to say to your daughter. Well, I see why you don't want that. Uh, good for you to notice you don't want people treating you that way. Yeah. No. What's yeah. not? Mm-hmm. We don't need to accommodate those people. Nor do we have to try and take upon us their life issues. So, how do you create a boundary in a healthy way? How do you teach an 11 year old to create a boundary in a healthy way when there is a pro- there is an issue of a friend? Right. See. You're just wanting yep. that friend not to get hurt, but, but that, I know, just, I
3: know, and that's probably coming from my you own.
0: know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that helps. Yeah, I, I admire your daughter. You know, rather, rather than sitting around talking about how annoying this girl is, you know, or that say, look, you're, you you notice that there's some behaviors here that aren't supportive to the friendships. Um, I support you and, rec- you know, good for you to recognize that. It's, it's appropriate to have boundaries and people are acting out. Um, I'm not sure what you're going to come up with. <laughs> yeah, do yeah.
3: Do it, maybe, <laughs> maybe my daughter just needs to know that it's not her responsibility to make this other girl happy
0: as well. No, not at all. And it's okay to have boundaries.
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: okay. When people are all acting right. dysfunctional, so... Well, thanks yeah, for calling
3: absolutely. in. Okay, thanks, okay. Carol.
0: My next caller, Beth, is on the line. Hi, Beth. Hi, Carol. I'm excited to talk with you. Thanks for calling
4: in. Um, I have a question about my boys. I have three boys, and two of them are type 1s. Um, but There's a type 4 in the middle. And I have two rooms for these boys. The youngest is going to move up to a regular bed. So I thought, oh, maybe I'll put my oldest in his own room. But then I see that a type 1 and a type 4 isn't necessarily such a good mix because they leave things out and the type 4 is just not knowing what to do with himself because he's stepping on
0: Legos and, you know. Yeah, how, a, how, is how old is the type 4 son again? He's 5. So even now he has yeah. a preference for things being tidy.
4: Yeah, I just want to make sure that, I'm doing the right thing if I put him in there,
0: even though someone else is older. You're tending to think of, um, well, why wouldn't you put the two type ones in a bedroom? I
4: I think that's a great idea, but I also know that there's an older boy who thinks he wants his own room. I'm wondering about that, though, because he gets easily scared and he likes the social interaction.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We tend to think in terms of, Age preference as far as having own rooms, maybe it's types that we need to consider more than ages. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah definitely. Know? So you're thinking so the I,
4: same I, way. I, um, well, how would you explain
0: it? With him, um well have you ta- how have you talked it up so that there's sort of an expectation? What's been the conversation so that he may be influenced by what you've said that thinks that's a cool thing?
4: Well, I said, maybe you'll re- move into that room, or maybe I'll re- move the the other one into that room. I'm thinking about it, you know, and that's what I said, so.
0: Well, what could he get instead that would be, see, this to him is more like something that feels sort of like um, something that's valuable. Maybe, okay, this is what I'm getting. He wants something that just says, this is cool, I'm the oldest. Maybe the own room isn't the thing, but something else Mm -hmm. would be. Okay. Maybe staying up later, maybe getting to go. You know, what can happen in his world that's more type 1 specific that acknowledges you're the oldest son, that's cool. It's not having your own. I think that's what he wants. It's not the room. It's Mm -hmm. not what that's recognizing that he's the oldest. Okay. That's great. And he'll take it. Yeah, if I'll that's what more you're about offering. That. Yeah, offer. I, mm-hmm. I just want to acknowledge that I, I know you were getting your own answer and I just validated it, but you knew <laughs> yeah. what I well, told you, you um, already knew. <laughs> I wondered what
4: you'd think about the oldest child not having his own room um, because that typically is a norm for society. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's where, I, again, that doesn't always make the best sense. So. Yes. <laughs>
4: Yes. I do have a question about my sister. Do you have time to answer it? Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. Um, My sister and I have always had some trouble, and I come from a family of six, and there are four type threes, my dad and all sisters are type three, which is um, an interesting dynamic. But every family dynamic is interesting, but my sister has always had a difficult time with me, and I've tried so much to, like, give... (laughs) to her and
3: think what, about her
4: your and type do again? things for her. What? To give things to her, to do things no, for what, her, to, to be thoughtful. No, Tell me your type
0: again.
4: Oh, I'm a type 3. What, what, so you're
0: what, all what are you type asking? three? You're all a type, type 3,
4: Okay. Okay. Um, a type 3 is my father and my two sisters and me and then there are two other types in the family. But...
0: Okay. Um, so it's just... It's okay, okay. Of- let me let me get to you. what I think happening is she's competing with you. Yes. And you're <laughs> playing into it by being the um, passive player by trying to. She's bullying you, and you're trying mm-hmm. to be the nice one. And you need to just be your true self and just say, "Knock it off. <laughs> Let's be friends." I'd be motivated to work something out with you, but. You know, you're 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 cowering to her, but and but then showing up like you're being nice. Like mm-hmm. maybe if I please her, she'll be nice to me. When really you're like, man. Oh, it's,
4: it's never going to happen. But how how am I okay with having someone who's important to me it not like
0: I don't know. That's her. You got to give that back to her and let her figure hey. that one out. But what's true for you and how do you show up so that you're true to yourself and not trying to get her to, you're trying to get her to like you that mm-hmm. never works so that's very codependent you just got to show up and decide I'm likable and my sister decides she's going to love me great but I'm not going to keep trying to get her to like me yeah yeah okay thank you oh. so much uh-huh thanks for calling in. I'm gonna take a uh, another email question that was sent in. This came in from uh another mom who was experiencing meltdown. It says my type one boy is twenty months twenty one months old since he was eight months old. he has had such big emotions. he's a very happy kiddo until he's not. There's no black and white. We go from happy to mad, screaming kicking, thrashing in about two seconds. How can I help him through these upsetting times when I can't give him what he wants? Other than holding him and letting him cry and thrash until he wears himself out. I'm a type 2 mom. See, a lot of type 2 moms will try and resolve the issue on an emotional level through an emotional approach. That's your nature is to, if I can just help, my child's having this emotional overwhelm. So I've got to now help calm them down. Where this child just needs to be distracted with something that will lighten him up. He's not old enough to be talking it out with. He's not old enough to try and soothing him, calming him down. You want to just, what could lighten the mood right now, real quick, get him on a different channel and get him to laugh and chuckle. See, but it's very common for type two moms to when children are going through emotional distress and overwhelm to try and accommodate, you know, work with them emotionally, which you think makes sense because you're like, well, they're emotionally, you know, being, they're they're expressing extreme emotion. I need to calm their emotion down. A type 2 child, that's effective, but for any other type, you got to meet them at their nature. For this case, the type one, I'll give you type one, you need to distract into lightness and laughter. Type three, you need to engage them somehow to be um, active, engaged. Take them outside. Let them, just get them, do something with them. Type four, you need to meet them through their intellectual connection to the world and their sense of being their own authority. So. Um, And type 2 moms especially have these questions about how do I handle their emotional overwhelm. And you're probably uncomfortable with their overwhelm. And so that causes you more distress than it's causing them. You're in more distress than your child at that moment because you're so sensitive to the emotional experience. So just remind yourself of that. This is more of an issue for me than it is my child. I've got another caller, Kaylea. Hi, Kaylea. You're on the air.
1: Hi, I am a type two, and I just have a question about my type four, three daughter, my two-year-old. Okay. Okay, so my question is, what do I do when, I think you kind of just talked about it a little bit, like, because I'm a type two mom, and like, she'll, she's getting, ever since she's like one, she started, like, if it doesn't work perfectly the first time, her three, like, comes in, and she snaps, like, she'll, she'll be on my phone, and she'll, she'll chuck the phone, she'll, like, it's just, it's super strong, and I'm just wondering, like, in those moments, how do I teach her that, like, it's okay to be upset, it's okay to be angry when things don't work, but, like, she can't have, like, she can't be throwing things, she can't be breaking things, or, like, I guess I don't know how to, like, work through that, or,
0: are you seeing a pattern with still. the things that she gets most easily frustrated with? Because she's little still, yeah. she's very young. Yeah. So you need to yeah, almost it's... take it a step, take it a step back and prevent mm-hmm. that setup. Go, okay. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. this is one of those scenarios that's going to take her to this place. She's too young to be able yeah. to, you know. So you're stepping in a step back, you know, one step before the. Um, she's involved in something that's going to be frustrating yeah. to her. To then yeah. have the angry response, so you mm-hmm. can get better at being sensitive to. We're just not going there. No. Yeah, say we're. Yeah. This is preventative right now. She's yeah. too young yeah. now. as she? Yeah. Is she develops and gets a little older? Mm-hmm. She'll be mm-hmm. able to be taught how to manage things. To be preventative to that, um, mm-hmm. being having an intense reaction. Mm-hmm. What but about I like? Am- when
1: we're in the... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, this. what about when we're in the car? Like, if she doesn't like instantly get what she wants, or we can't give her something that she wants, she'll just snap and scream like bloody oh, murder. So how do I? Like, obviously, I can't give it to her. So I guess. Like you were talking about with well, like them
0: like, Yeah, you get so, it's like, they yeah. these kids, every, it's interesting, most of these questions, you know, a lot of these questions, they have come from type 2 moms because, you yeah. know, you're <laughs> under more distress than her. And she's learned it works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she works you. Because you get yeah. so oh, yeah. uncomfortable with it. And you have to hold your own and just, just. Yeah, she'll learn that it doesn't work anymore. Yes. So is there like I watch my I watch my type four son-in-law and his kids try and emotionally get their way. He's like, "You can do that, but you know, I will not." He keeps reminding him, "I will not." Yeah, that's what. It's not going to happen.
1: It's not (laughs) going to happen. (laughs) That's what my type four mom says every time she watches it. She's like, "Just let her scream. Like, who cares?" I'm like, I wish I could. Like, I just... So what should I, like, be saying to myself inside my head, like, when she's
0: doing it? She's trying to manipulate me right now. Yeah. When it's really truly the situation. When you really know she's yeah. trying to work me. Yeah. And I've yeah. trained her that she can. Yeah. Yeah. I've okay. trained her that it works. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> like <laughs> kids not... Staying in bed at night, kids, gay—they mm-hmm. learn. This is what my parents will respond to, and then you have to go through this kind of uncomfortable phase to switch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So
1: keeping my emotions
0: oh. separate. <laughs> Well, hardest thing for us, I just remind yourself (laughs) what the motive is. In this case, she's, you know, again, you have to be. This is a situation where they're using emotion to get their way. This is emotion Mm -hmm. that there really is something going on here. See, okay, that was my. I started the show was long term Mm -hmm. patterns that have been going on for years. Started when a need wasn't recognized. Now children yeah. then learn this is how I get my need met by being doing emotional overs.
1: hmm
0: Yeah. So you yeah. have to get in track in scenarios are what's the need. If it's just mm-hmm. in a car and they want something, there's really not a need. See, that one no. is just a no. I'm I'm gonna do what gets me what I think I need. Because yeah. she's doing yeah. it in other places.
1: Yeah, my I'm a two one, and my husband is a one two. So she's on the whole other spectrum from us, and we're just like, yeah, like she'll yeah. be like fine and dandy, and then she just, yeah, she snaps. So it's yeah, good. she's wearing a when two-one. that happens, and
0: you're trying to because yeah. you don't want to be bad parents, you know. And she's running the show;
1: <laughs> her energy's running <laughs> everything. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> at two already.
0: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad you know. Thank what you. you. Know. Yeah, yes. thanks for calling <laughs> Thanks, in. Appreciate it. So today's theme was emotional meltdowns. I'm going to close with one more quick question. It says, I have a type 3 son with a secondary type 1. He is 7 years old. I'm a type 4 mom, and daddy is a type 2. Anytime we remind or ask our son to pick up something, he drops, He is dropped or close a cupboard or do anything He beats himself up, calls himself names, and starts a pattern of horrible self destruction. This is heartbreaking to watch and as a parent I do not know how to correct behaviors without him falling apart. So far we have tried to change our tone, asked him if he could look around and pick up what is left around, had family pick up time. Any instruction given, positive or negative, turns into a a loop that he replays in his head in the worst way. Oh he's really yeah, let's see, he is a type three seven years old. So again, what's the deeper issue? Why is he using these scenarios to tell you, I don't feel good about myself, mom and dad? So the issue is not, it's just where he's learned to give you this message, I feel insecure. I do not feel confident in who I am. And this is where he's presenting this information. So you're treating it like he's just not wanting to do those, that's extreme. If a child is saying, you know, he's calling himself names, self-destruction, there's something else going on. You know, that's not the typical a uh, uh, reasonable behavior to be, to close a cupboard door or pick things up. But he's seven years old and he doesn't know how to say, Mom and Dad, I don't feel good about myself. Apparently, he may not even know, and this is where it's showing. And that's an opportunity for you to clue in and go, wow, that's, you know, why does our son not have confidence? Why does he feel so negative towards himself? Pray about that. Ask for guidance. Get to the root of that and help turn that around so he can start to develop with confidence with who he is. And if he's a type three, Consider the possibility that you're a type four, and he's got a type two dad. That in his first four years of life, he was not supported in some primary needs to be the expressive self he is and to play big in the world. That that's been shut. That that's been shut down on him in an early phase, and now he's telling you he lacks confidence in being him. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'll be back on the air next week. The resources that I mentioned in the show will be listed in the description below here in the copy of today's show. And then I hope you caught last week's blog post on the Child Whisper blog at thechildwhisper.com. Sibling fights how this mom got nine children to get along. So check out the the Child Whisper website at childwhisper.com. And check us out on Facebook, facebook facebook.com forward slash The Child Whisperer. And make sure you read the book. It will change your life as a parent. Thanks for listening.
2: As a teacher,
3: healer, speaker, best-selling author of The Child Whisperer, and mother of five children, Carol Tuttle is honored to help you take the power struggle out of parenting and better understand the children in your life. If you'd like Carol to answer your question, call in next time or email your question to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Carol invites you to learn more about the four types of children at thechildwhisperer.com and connect with her at CarolBlog.com. If you haven't read The Child Whisperer yet, get your copy through the Child Whisperer website and enjoy happier,
0: more successful, more cooperative children.